This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say? We do a podcast on a beautiful Monday. Al Dukes, what's up, dude? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, I thought today there was a topic on the show that uh, will, again, use... uh, I could give us an example of uh, the difference between, you know, talk radio be yesterday and talk radio today. Okay. And that's that's the MLB pulling the games out of... uh, Atlanta pulling the All Star game out of Atlanta, you know. I, Boomer did give his opinion, which was nice to hear. Uh, but he, I, I know he was holding back, just as I was holding back in the warm up show, right? Because you, uh, you know, talk radio was you where you in talk radio you didn't have to be fully informed. You could pick one side and just go all in on it, even if you didn't have all the facts. That was kind of the fun of talk radio, right? Because then. Callers would call in, and they'd start yelling at you and fighting with you, and they'd give you some facts maybe you didn't know or their opinions on things. But we are in a situation still where even a thing like this, like this situation, you can't. Get you in trouble. Yeah, it just it sucks. Like you could point out the hypocrisy of all, like then why let the Atlanta, if they're so against Atlanta now and Georgia, why let Atlanta have a baseball team? And if, as Boomer was pointing out, the the voting rules in New York are worse than or equal to Georgia, why does MLB have their office there? Like there were a lot of fun things you could go down and fight with people on. Yeah, sure. But no one will do it because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And that's You're what right. sucks. I do yeah. see Clay Travis doing it. He legitimately is the only guy. And I've, I follow him only on Twitter. I've never heard him do a radio show. Is that true? You know, how about a yeah. podcast? Never heard him do a podcast. I'm, I'm a, it's a, uh, you know, I just, I can't have, I'm a, I, I don't want to drive myself crazy with all these podcasts and things. What about but, a Fox sports show that he does? That's the one he does that, um, where he, he, he he takes at least like he's got an opinion on these things and right. will yell at them. But it but it just seems interesting. Like there are very few people that either can do it or can't do it, yeah, or won't do it. Like if I just go to his Twitter, he's got. Uh, let me go to a couple. There are a couple things right that stuck out. Okay, uh, the Carlton Davis, the dude on the Buccaneers, yeah. Now that guy is part of the Buccaneers Social Justice Board, and he tweeted out the anti-Asian slur. You're not going to hear a lot about that today. Yeah, it'll be out there. It's not going to be covered. You would hugely. think it would be a big story. You're right. So then he also puts out the comparison about the Georgia rules and New York rules, and it says, "Well, when will Rob Manfred be moving MLB offices out of New York?" Okay, but that'll be kind of forgotten about as well. 
here's another interesting one. How is it that every COVID variant is immediately referred to by the ge- geographic location of their country's variant, but it's racist to say that the COVID originated in China? <laughs> <laughs> but like we already heard immediately, like, this is a Brazil variant. Right. And it's been no problem. No one says anything. Then it's, here's another one, and then I'll be done with this. Relocating the MLB All-Star Game will cost the Atlanta area, which is majority black, a reported $100 million. The money will likely go to a majority white city instead. What is So why are we doing that? Yeah, great questions. These would be great talk show topics. Unfortunately, no one will do them, Yeah, including I, I, myself. The Atlanta thing, I wish I knew more. I just wish I knew more about it. But, kind of like but that this was morning. I don't. I don't understand the voting laws, and I don't. I don't. Right, but that was the great. That was the great thing about talk radio. You didn't have to. You no, didn't have to know everything you, you, because you could. And I always thought. I, I think about this about when I first started with Ron and Fez, doing a talk show. They didn't want to be provided all the information because then the issue is dead. Like if you, if I can lay out every piece of every issue for you. Then there's no debating or fighting it on the radio. But I feel like now there is no having all the information because of the way everything is slanted towards what political party you favor or what your view is. Like, I think, again, I don't know anything about this Atlanta situation. I really don't know enough about this Atlanta situation at all. I don't know the voting rights in every state. There is no way that you can inform a talk show host or really anybody on what the voting laws are in every state in the country because you'd never remember it. There's no chance. And in terms of knowing the information, I also wouldn't want to look like a complete moron either to have someone from, you know, from Middlesex, New Jersey, call in to kind of school me on something that's probably basic knowledge. You look like an ass for not knowing. You have to know something. No, you do have to know something, but I think you can argue certain points without having the very full story. Like, you don't have to know all the ins and outs, because that's an easy excuse not to cover it at all. And I used the same excuse this morning. I'm putting myself in the same category. Where you go, listen, I don't know enough about this. It's complicated. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, and not for nothing. I don't know anything about it. I really don't. I heard Craig and Evan talk about it the other day. I'm like, boy, this must be an important topic. I'm like, I'm not really interested. And that's and that reflects poorly on me. I but are I, you not interested because you know you can't talk about it on the radio, or are you not no, interested because you're really not interested? I wasn't planning on talking about it on the radio. It happened Friday. I was like, oh, all right. Like to me, the all okay, the All Star Game's going out of Atlanta. Okay, <laughs> whatever. You know, and again, that reflects poorly on me. I did not take two minutes all weekend to read about it. Not two right. minutes. Now, granted, again, my life is a lot different than yours, and yours is different than the next guy. I was consumed with youth baseball this weekend and Easter Sunday and trying to figure out how to get from family to family and get home by 7 o'clock so I could actually get to bed at a reasonable time to start the week. I wasn't interested. I Like, literally, when you brought it up this morning, Al, I have no idea about what the story is. I don't. I have to read about it now because I feel like I should. But when you brought it up this morning, my first thought was, crap <laughs> honestly yeah poor reflection on me no doubt I, I raised my hand but it's yeah yeah I, I you you mentioned the 
not being able to get water for being online for hours. Who waits online for hours to vote? I guess a lot of people do. Or bring I, your own water. Like I, if I'm going to go wait in line, I'm going to bring water. If I want water, I'm going to bring water. Yeah, I know. I get it. I totally understand. Like that. All I heard today, because I was cutting up some different things, and I listened in bits and pieces to the show, and I did hear the one part where the guys were talking about you know not being granted water or given water if online for a long time or people not having ID. Maybe it's me, but my thought would be bring your own water and. I would think if I'm registered to vote, that means I have some ID, like a voter registration card. Like, if you're registered to vote, don't you have a voter registration card at the very least? I don't know. I don't know if I have a voter registration card because we're not required to show ID to vote. My point is, I heard those things and I was like, boy, what in the hell is this even about? Yeah. So, But any time you make a move like, like, a, like MLB or anybody... You can't make moves when it's inconsistent with everything else you do. It's like everything like where the NBA is social justice warriors for everything in the United States, but then has a huge business in China. We are a society full of hypocrisy, and right. anybody that tells you differently right, but is that, lying. That's fun to exploit. That's fun to oh, sure. I go agree. after. I agree. But no I, one will do it today on the radio station. I think, But I think for someone like myself— I would have to do some work and research. Like the stuff you bring up with Clay Travis, he's well-educated. He may not know everything for sure, but he's well-educated on these topics. Yes. I'm not. I fully admit I am not. Um, so, And I guess that's my point. If I was going to go after it, you know, listen, we do a one-hour show. It's not every It's not four or five hours. It's really, I mean, for Christ's sake, Al, we don't get paid for it. And to sit there and say, I'm going to go risk my career over an hour I'm not getting paid for. <laughs> Sorry, right. not doing it. That said, if I was going to, I sure as hell better know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't need to know everything, but I better know something. Right. And that's a topic for me, unfortunately, and I apologize for that. I don't know anything about. Yeah, I just missed the days when you didn't have to know everything. Oh, I hear you. I understand. I think you need some basis of knowledge. No, you do need some basic knowledge, but it is fun to explore the the part of what makes interesting callers and interesting radio is exploring it as you're going along. Sure. So I have this massive take on the Atlanta situation, and then callers will either call and say, yeah, you know what else, and this, or you know what, you're completely wrong, and here's why. Here's some facts about it. And that's just how, you know, kind of topics develop and go on on these radio shows. That's what we used to do at Ron Fez. There were times when I would go to give them all the information, and they're like, I don't want all the information. Or I have all the information, but I know how to draw a reaction from the audience, so I'm not giving out all the information right now. I wonder if that would It was part of the art. You think that would have been the case of social media back in the day? If it was around. Um, because let's be know. honest, social media is what has really, um, what's the right word? Divided here? everybody. It's divided everybody and exploited everybody and has also basically furthered your comments, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Because something that's so, you know, you say something in radio and if someone didn't have a tape cassette going, it was gone. 
Right. And, you know, it was it was said, and whoever heard it heard it, whoever didn't didn't. Now everything's recorded, and people quote you and tweet it, and it's, boy, it multiplies quickly and has some reach. It's just different. And I wonder if social media the way it is now was around back then, if it would have been the same. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, we're in a, we're in such a weird stage right now where things continue to evolve and every day it seems like we're getting further and further away from where we were. Right. And I'm with you. I don't I don't almost don't know what radio shows are anymore. Right, it's funny like remember when growing up and we would um get books to read in our English class and they'd be like this book was banned when it first came out. Well, oh my gosh. And now they're banning books again. Yes. That like w- we had talked about how historically that was wrong to ban books, and now we're banning books, right. including Doctor Seuss. We're in a different time, yeah, no doubt. There's three of we're them. We're going right? backwards. Think, isn't that three of them that they banned? I'm think, not I, sure. Yeah, I think it was three a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and one that I think I have. You have one? Well, yeah, I would there's burn two I never heard of. I think I have one. We have a lot of those. You should throw it in the ocean today. Throw Just it in the to, ocean. Well, yeah, maybe if I got in invited ocean. to your condo one day, I'll come down and I'll throw it in the ocean. Do not litter down here. Uh, <laughs> the ocean, there's a uh, Netflix series called Sea Spiracy. Okay. And it's another one of these things where when I watch a documentary, I decide, like we've we've talked about the food documentaries where you watch them and it's like, I'm never going to yes. eat uh, chicken or cows again. Yes. This one is called Seaspiracy. The guy initially started out to do a documentary about how uh, the oceans are are polluted by plastic bottles and pla- all this plastic. Okay. And wound up doing a documentary about how the how we're really endangering the oceans based on too much fishing. That we're like overfishing everywhere. Really? Yeah. And at first, it, it was way overdone with statistics. Like every... Every other sentence in the documentary was, you know, 300 million times this and 500 million times this. You could circle the earth 19 times. It was way too much of that. Wow. But he got down to this the situation with, like, overfishing all over the world. Right. And, and, and how a lot of the plastics coming from old fishing equipment and fishing nets that are just left in the water. But... And how they're killing dolphins and how they're killing whales and they're killing sharks. And then as soon as you start screwing with that ecosystem, it screws everything up. Yeah, I believe it. Like if they're killing dolphins because the dolphins are eating the fish that they want. Like let's say it's a particular fish that they want to fish, but the dolphins are eating it. They'll just kill all the dolphins in the area. So if the dolphins good. don't, yeah, and then it's just like, well, and then if the that fish isn't getting eaten by dolphins, then and it just went through this whole whole chain of command of this eats that, and then that will eat that, and so and that, oh yeah, so got done with that. Di- you on a diet of romaine lettuce now? <laughs> yeah, now I'm not. Now I can't feel like I can't be eating fish. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna just start eating romaine lettuce, radishes, and broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever comes out of the ground, that's but it. But even even that, I'm sure that if I'm if I'm sure if I can find that, like you know, the broccoli you eat is being used upon land where they're using chemicals in the oh. soil and they're spraying it with well, then insecticides. You buy it local. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. I'm just going to grow my own food from now on. Well, going in my pe- backyard. There's a lot of people that will say that's the <laughs> if you can do it, that's the best way to go. Yeah, no one can do that though. Just going to grow my own food. Especially when it's, you know, nine degrees out in January. 
I'm going to live off the grid. I'm going to grow my own food. I'm going to... But you can buy, and now you do have to put some trust in society as well. I mean, you can buy local organic food. Yes. And I mean, I mean fruits and vegetables. And on top of it, you clean them. Now, you hope, again, there's no radioactive <laughs> land that, Correct. They're, that they're growing on. But Like, for instance, if you bought all your food from either Dearborn Farms and Homedale, where I know they grow it, or they grow a lot of it in the back, or if you went to Delicious Orchards and Colts Neck. Now, I know the winter, they're bringing it in. I know that. But at least for the other six months out of the year, you can feel fairly confident that what you're getting is clean and real and organic. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Whole Foods? Do you think that's legit? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't think so. anything's legit anymore. In this documentary, they're talking about uh, cans of tuna that that say uh, "Dolphin Safe Tuna." Yes, it's a and it's an organization that puts that on these cans. Okay, so the guy goes in this documentary to go talk to that place. They're like, okay. "How often do you? How do you check to make sure that they're not killing dolphins?" The guy's like, "Well, we'll we'll put somebody on a on one of the fishing boats." They go, "How often do you put somebody on the boats to watch?" He goes, "Not often." Oh. And then he goes, also, they get bribed when they go on the boats. Oh, my God. All right. And then that company gets paid to put their label on these cans. So, like, the whole thing's a scam. Life's a scam. So you're eating uh, dolphin-free tuna. They probably killed killed dolphins to get it. Think about about, what to eat anymore, Jerry, except for Kit Kat bars. Those seem safe. Here's what we've established today. Yeah. Life, (laughs) really. Life is nothing. Go ahead. Oh no, I don't know. You don't have to be quiet. I'm not doing this for Eddie, for Christ's oh, sake. This, I am. But this is a this is basically what we have established today on this podcast. Okay. Life is nothing more than a scam and just filled with hypocrisy. That's it. Right. And then you're dead. Like that's it. Yes. And that's based on everything we just discussed. Yes. And I don't think any of that's wrong. I mean, really. I, we what, nailed it. What a bunch of a holes, really. We nailed it, Jerry. <sighs> I that guess. saying alone. Did you see the baby with the three penises? Oh, I did see the baby with the three penises. I meant to do that as a topic. I feel bad for that little child. Yeah. How did the baby wind up with three penises? Uh, you know what? Connor Cook, our buddy, sent me the, the New York Post article. I started reading it. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I yeah. just... Where do you go with this? I hope that he can have two of them removed. Right. And if not, then he can have three different partners at one time, I guess. I don't that know. That would be wild. I, I, I don't know. All right, I've, is... brought up, uh, I've brought up the article. It's an Iraqi boy. Uh, to the best of our knowledge, as this doctor says, this is the first reported case with three penises or the medical term is tripphalia. Th- trip meaning three, phalia, yeah, phallix. I got that. Three wieners. <laughs> <laughs> he was brought to the hospital when he was three months old by his parents due to swelling in the scrotum. Doctors observed he had he had uh, uh, two small penises growing out near his primary penis. So they have identified one penis as the primary penis. Ay, ay, ay. I feel bad for this, this kid and his family. This, by the way, I'm reading from the New York Post. This is an actual sentence from a news article. Okay. Okay. One two-centimeter member sprouting near the root of his primary penis and another one-centimeter long schlong (laughs) situated under his sack. Are you serious? Schlong is in this article. Jeez. Okay. 
The child had not been exposed to drugs in the womb, and there's no family history of three penises. That sounds like a good name for a band. Three penises? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Three penises. They're uh, first reported in 1609. There's a condition known as diphthalia, which is having a pair of penises. That reportedly 1609, uh, I'm not buying it. Yeah, reportedly affects one in every six million baby boys, around 100 recorded cases. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Not buying hmm. it. It's 1609. They were, please, no. They were running around with a spear, still trying to find food. Kids were born with two penises? I don't know if I yeah. believe that. And what, how, what kind of records do we have of that? I'm not sure. Right, exactly. That I would like happen like prior to 1900. I don't believe almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. I guess I do believe in uh, the Civil War. Now, okay, so let's say anything prior to 1700. Okay, I don't believe in. Or especially if it's a story about multiple penises, because I could just be. <laughs> this could be stories. Uh, yes, it could be. That's exactly right. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up show tomorrow. You'll be filling in uh, hosting with yeah, uh, we Craig didn't even Carton. talk about that. They brought it up a couple times. We didn't talk about it. We'll, we will discuss tomorrow, though, for sure. All right, I feel like it's going to be a paid vacation day for me. Good morning, 6 o'clock. Craig, take it away. <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. All right, we'll talk about it in the morning then. All right, we'll see you then tomorrow morning. Right. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Oh, a little late there, Brad Heller. Four minutes after five o'clock, we start a new week. I'm in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri, all the fat rats running around the city as well, and down the Jersey Shore, the old man by the sea, at least for now, with his puppy, Albert Jorge Dukes. What up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. I'm down to two more days. Just today, just tomorrow, and then I'm back to New York City. And you can start paying for commuting again. Yeah. I don't mind mind that part. Uh, You will with the added expenses. No, I'm I'm used to. I've already accepted that part of it. You know, sometimes in life you have things and you just accept them. They are. It is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it unless I somehow, and I've thought about it, catapulting myself into New York City. (laughs) I like that idea. Down the Jersey Shore, taking a boat and going around the bridges and tolls and that sort of thing. But it is what it is with the community. It's the thing. Like They could just decide, you know, it's going to be $50 to cross the bridge. You're gonna have to pay. If yeah, you there's have nothing to we go can do. Work. You ever think it'd be nineteen dollars to go through one? Nineteen dollars? I go, did not think. Yeah, into a tunnel or a, the the Verrazano Bridge now nine fifty each way. I mean, it's I'm, absurd. How about a free water as we're going through? <laughs> <A> nice, <laughs> nice bottled water. Be like, you know what? You know that would cost them nothing, and you know how the the feel good, just giving out free waters. <laughs> yeah, then people would have to stop, and that would cause a lot of traffic. That's true. So, so I'll like, pass on that, but it's a nice gesture. 
or just like, hey, if you want your free water, pull over. Because even <laughs> if you didn't, like, you, you'd you be like, I don't want to pull over. But every time you paid your $19, you'd be like this. Well, let's see, they do offer free water. <laughs> that is something. That's like when you pay $600 round trip on a flight. Uh, yeah. On a flight. Here's your free bag of peanuts. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Here's your peanuts. And you know I'm going to give you the full can of Coke. Uh, right. Not just the half. <laughs> you, don't, you can keep your plastic cup and your ice, and here's the can. I always wondered how they decided that, whether they were going to give you the full can of Coke or you were only going to get half the can and they were going to use the other half on the I'll bet it goes passenger. by supply and the amount of people on the plane. Where they're like, uh, they gather, like all of the uh, flight attendants gather, and like, listen, we're low on uh, yeah. Coke Zeros. I so think you're right, yes. <laughs> just half glass, just glasses today. If someone makes a big deal of it and really demands the full can, give it to them. Yes, I actually think you're probably spot on with that. Yeah. I'd love to hear from a flight attendant. Hi, yes, we do this. Do we try? To, I always feel like it's dangerous when somebody gets like a hot coffee on a plane. I go, what if we had turbulence right now? While they're yeah. pouring this hot coffee, I could be scolded. That's happened to me before. You've been scolded by hot no, coffee? No, I've had the coffee and I've Why? had to struggle. I put the napkin over the cup, yeah, oh, over the top of the cup. But it's happened. So, yeah, I could only imagine being next to someone that's not quite as thoughtful. Mm, right, so 877-337-6666. <laughs> if you're a flight attendant, we'd like to know how you decide to hand out the soda. And only a flight attendant. I don't need to hear that your girlfriend or boyfriend was a flight attendant. I need an actual flight attendant. Yep, absolutely. Follow? I follow. Uh, I guess we get uh, the real Mets opening day today, Jerry. They yeah. uh, play down in Philly. Evan Roberts invited me to the game. Oh, is that right? He did. Well, Evan, isn't Evan Roberts on the air until 7 o'clock? He is. I believe he and Craig made some sort of an arrangement where he's doing the game from, I think he's doing the show from Philly, I think. Oh, really? I'm not sure. Otherwise, I don't know how he's getting to the game because right. it would take him a long time to get uh, there from here. Now, I know the Yankee game, I believe, is a, is a 6.30 start. 6.35, yeah. The game would be... 5.55, I think. 5.55. So Evan could not leave the city at that point and then get all the way down to Philly. But here's time. the thing, and now I would need clarity on this, though. You've also... So the Nets are going to be on 101.9 FM, mm-hmm. and the Yankees will be on Sports Radio 66. I imagine Carton and Roberts are still on until... 555 right or do they stay on till like i don't i actually need oh, to know, know if the pregame show airs on both Good like question. i know i know where you're going to hear the games for sure but are you as you're talking to me now i'm actually curious when that because if the show ends at 555 i guess in theory evan could take off at a quarter to six and hightail it to philly but he wants to be there for first pitch which tells me i heard craig the other day telling him listen it's opening day if you want to do the show from philly do the show from philly so maybe uh, maybe Evan will be sitting in like a Motel 6 doing uh, the show. He could be. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Uh, and now the – so Jacob DeGrom pitches tonight against some fellow named Matt Moore. Yes. He doesn't sound like a dominant pitcher, is he, Jerry? A dominant pitcher? No. Yeah. Professional pitcher, though. Okay. But it's but not their ace, no, because the exactly. Phillies just played three with the Braves. So – But, yeah, already... but let's, let's not take credit for this. This was not done by choice. This was done by COVID. Right, it's done by COVID, but it's nice that Jacob DeGrom does not he, have to go against an ace. He better go win. So let's pencil in a win tonight. But here's the, the thing. Here's the thing about that. Last time I checked, and this is one thing that annoys me about anchors like myself too. Like Will Wright, Jacob DeGrom facing Max Scherzer. No, he's not. He's facing the other lineup. 
I see what you're saying, Jerry. The Mets would be facing Max Scherzer. Yeah, like if Jacob DeGrom goes out tonight and, you know, goes seven innings, one run ball, which, by the way, he does most times, um, and the Mets don't hit Matt Moore, what difference does it make? Right. He did not face Matt Moore, Jerry. He faced exactly. the Phillies, yeah. and the Mets faced Matt Moore. Now, in theory, I would think the Mets would be a big favorite or at least a favorite tonight because I of the pitching so. matchup. But that Phillies lineup is not bad, and you know, they just swept the Braves in three straight, so we'll oh, see what happens. Perfect. This is a perfect situation then for the Mets. The Phillies swept the Braves, the, which means they're not going to win every game. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? They're due for a loss. We've got DeGrom on the mound. Mets are well-rested since they didn't play any of their games. since uh, They had an inter-squad the, scrimmage over the weekend. Is that right? They did, yeah. Since the coronavirus uh, took hold, took a stronghold on the Washington Nationals, and I don't even think the Nationals are playing tonight. I guess they're going to try to try to do it all tomorrow. They'll get their opening day going tomorrow. Correct. That is the plan. They're playing the Braves. They're playing the Braves, and then the uh, Yankees play the Orioles. Scrub Orioles, who just swept the Red Sox. Oh, well, guess you didn't pay no, attention to that. Oh, Matt Harvey pitched on Saturday. Oh, is that right? Yes. How did he do? That I'm not sure. I know they won the game. Uh, I don't know how he pitched, mm-hmm. but I do know they won. They won all three games, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Well, that's exciting. Hey, if you're an Orioles happening. fan, sure. Yeah, if you're an or- Orioles fan. Yeah. So that's perfect. So the Mets and Yankees are both playing teams that are coming off sweeps. They're due for losses. That's good. The Yankees, uh, Jerry, would you say the Yankees' bats were quiet yesterday? <laughs> they had five hits, Al, in the entire yeah. game. Yeah, Judge, Hicks. And Gary Sanchez were 0 for 12, and John Carlos Stanton uh, got rested. He was resting already. Needed yeah, the, needed a day off. Yeah, he was. Now he, ha- Darren Boone didn't say it was for rest, but what he did say was he's not going to play five days in a row. So we figured let's give him the day. Right. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, this Aaron Judge is off to not a great start. Every time I see him, I'm like, all right, here we go. Aaron Judge got runners in scoring position. Here we double play ball. Yeah. Strikeout. Matt Harvey, What's just quickly, on? four yeah. and two-thirds, two runs, six hits, four strikeouts. Nice. 86 pitches and four and two-thirds. Four innings? Good well, Lord. He's averaging 220 pitches oh an inning. Oh, God. Yeah, not great. Cool. Not great, but they won. They did win, and that's all that counts. That's that, what they say. It's all that matters. Just that's win the game. all that Just matters. win, baby, right, Al? Just win, baby. That's what Al Davis would say. Mm. Yes, but you're right. Says, uh, the Yankees not off to a great start, losing two of three to the Blue Jays. Yeah, and just like when I see Judge, but uh, I could already see it's in Judge's head that he's nervous that he's not going to get a hit in a big spot. Judge or Stanton? I already see it. I see it in Judge's face. Yeah, I guess I, I don't. I don't get the sense he's like that. You know, he's not like A Rod was like that. Jeter wasn't. I get a the sense base guy. Yeah, A Rod was a mess. Are you kidding me? Well, he was you know, where Jeter would go up there, calm, cool, and collected, and didn't get a hit every time, but got a lot of big hits. A-Rod was a mess in big spots. He had some big ones, but he struggled. He did. He was, yes. He was a struggler. The thing about A-Rod, you could see when, when the moment was big, he would start chewing on his gum like he was trying to destroy it with his teeth. <laughs> Goes to his dentist. You seem to be have a lot of uh, jaw stress. <laughs> Yes. When you have anxiety, do you chew very hard? <laughs> I think if I would, I feel like uh, watching the Blue Jays uh, over the weekend against the Yankees. I, if I lived in Canada, I would definitely be a Blue Jays fan. I feel like they get some good As players. As opposed to who else in Canada? I don't know. I just they feel they just 
I like their team. Like, I feel like I could root for the Blue You Jays. like their team yeah. because of names like Guerrero, Bichette, yeah. Biggio. That's yes. why you like them because yes. it's a thought and a throwback to your childhood. It is, is that what it is? Yes, it is. And they have Rowdy. And they got the guy Rowdy Tellez, the catcher, who's a fat little pudge who you yes. like. <laughs> I love fat baseball players. That's why you like. You You're said right. that when they were playing in Buffalo last year and you turned on like the one game you turned on all year, <laughs> and you turned on the Yankees and you saw this chubby catcher that yes. was hitting you like, that's my guy. Just like I like um, the, the pitcher Ryu because he's chubby. Hunjun Ryu. Yeah, I like chubby baseball players. Yeah, well, again, that makes you feel like, you know, you're thinking back to Cecil Fielder and, and the Chubbs back in the right. day. It's funny. I love the fatter, fatter baseball players. Yeah, but that, I, but that doesn't Greg surprise Luzinski. me, though, that you like the Blue Jays for that reason. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I would definitely. You're right, but who else am I rooting for if I lived in Canada? Well, there's no other Canadian team. Right. The Expos left a long time ago. I'd just be up there watching the Blue Jays, listening to Brian Adams. And you can't even watch them right now. Like live. You got it. They are in Tampa. We're not Tampa. Where are Dunedin. they? They're in Florida. Dunedin. Dunedin, just That's outside of Tampa, yeah. I think they're playing their first, what, 19 home games? Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. I think before we'll find out if they can go back to Toronto. If I lived down there, I would adopt them as my new team. I'm I mean, sure like you would. The Dunedin Blue Jays are going to be my new team in baseball to follow. That's one place I know. Ne- Where is Dunedin? I've never, I've like never right been there. It's by Clearwater Beach. Oh, so it's closer it's to Tampa. So, yeah, it's so tiny. I didn't know that. It's really just like you It's a you, you drive through it between going to like Clearwater Beach and wherever you're coming from. Hmm. It's not okay. a big place. I like spring training sites. That's one that I've never... I made it to Winter Haven once for the Red Sox. Dunedin is one I've never gotten to. Yeah, you wouldn't even. You'd probably drive right by and not even know there was a baseball field. Is it like it's a little section tiny. of that causeway? <laughs> it's just a very tiny little place, Jerry. I hear you. That's why we stick to Canadian teams. Were there. you like the Romeo of Dunedin back in the day? You know what? I I don't think I ever went to a uh, a game in Dunedin either. Even when I lived there, I would I would go to the Phillies in Clearwater Beach, or the Yankees, or the Cardinals at that time were in St. Pete. Oh, sure. I would go watch the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Those were my adopted team, Jerry. I always had a nice adopted team. Well, whoever was winning is really the way I that did it. pretty much sounds like you. Whoever was uh, seemed like they were on a bit of a roll, I would hop right on that bandwagon. Bandwagon Al. Oh, absolutely. Matter of fact, just found out he's an Orioles fan now. <laughs> I'm considering it. <laughs> Stick to your Blue Jays, all right? Orioles and Blue Jays. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The Blue Jays will be good this year. I don't know how good, but they'll be good. The Orioles will not be. They're three and zero. But let's be honest. Did you expect a little more from Mister Domingo Herman his first time back, or this is about what we expected? Guys well, pitched in forever. I would say, and I've only read the game story in the box score. I did not see the game because it was Easter, and we were all over the place yesterday. Yeah, but given the way he pitched in spring training. Yes, I was surprised when I saw his pitching line from yesterday for sure. Yes, that is very true. Especially the fact that he gives up the two home runs in the one inning and the Yankees who were looking to win the series find themselves down in a blink. So yeah, I would say that's fair. They sure do. But I also but you know what though, in fairness, I also feel like this lineup, you can't give me one run on five hits right. over a bunch of pitchers that I mean, let's be. I'm going to read you some names. All right. I'm going to take David Phelps out of the mix because we know him from his time. We we know him. And I don't, again, I didn't see the game yesterday because of Easter, but I don't even know if I'm pronouncing these names right. Zoich. Zoich. 
He went four innings and gives up three hits and no runs. Okay. Thornton. Baruki. Yeah. These I mean, guys shut the Yankees down. Yeah. All right. Phelps gives you an inning. That's fine. And then well, Romano's fine and Merriweather's their close. I mean, I don't know. I, I expect better from the Yankee lineup than this. Me too. I mean, please. One run. Ugh. Not good, Al. Not good. The, the Mets need some runs tonight for Mr. Jacob deGrom, 7.05. Well, at yeah. Philadelphia. It would be nice to see him get some run support in a stadium that they usually do hit well in. Right. Remember that was the David remember the David Wright game when he came back from injury and he bombed that home run at Citizens Bank Park on that Friday night? He loved Citizens Bank Park. A lot of guys do. Did you see Otani's home run last night by any chance? I did. I saw Otani. He pitched a scoreless first inning. Throwing everyone was impressed that he threw three digits, 101 yeah. miles an hour. Sure. Then his exit velo on his home run was 115. And that thing was a tomahawk job. And I absolutely love ESPN's baseball coverage when they they mic the the plate. The plate. Have, There's a microphone yeah. right in front of the plate in it, the grass. I love it. That Otani home run. It sounded like he hit it to the moon. It was like whoosh. yeah, and you knew it off the bat too. But I want like I will say that's a great innovative thing that ESPN did for baseball. Some people don't like it. I love who the wouldn't extra, like it. I don't these. Old man baseball purists. I love a loud, mic'd up baseball bat. It feels like something's happening. Well, there was last night for them. Yes, exactly. We got to take a break. We're running later. (laughs) (laughs) Off the bat of Otani. (laughs) What are you, Wayne Randazzo? All right, quick break. It's almost 20 after 5, just getting started. And then we got Boomer and Geo. It's a fun Monday here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. I love those guys, no doubt. What do you say here till 6 o'clock? Boomer and Geo then quickly just to correct something from earlier. Not correct, but to update. Uh, So Mark did uh, get to us. So Evan will be um, from Philly today. And the guys are on uh, Carton and Roberts till 5.55. You've got Yankees pregame both on uh, 101.9 and Sports Radio 66. So... Uh, that's the way they do it there. So Evan will be live. He will be in Philadelphia, and then he'll be at the game, a game that I would have liked to have joined him with, but I actually, it took me a while, but I opted not to go. Joey in Yonkers on Twitter says that Evan's going to be doing it from WIP. Yes, our, that's uh, what Mark sp- said. Sp- our sports station Yes, not there. from the Motel 6 out. That would have been awesome. I think we have Yankee tickets today, you, you and I, to give away, Jerry. I have them coming up next break. Oh, Ooh, it's a little right? tease, maybe. A little tease. Or maybe the break after that. I'm not sure. Well, who are they playing, Jerry? Do you have that information? <laughs> We've already discussed this, Al. They're playing the Orioles. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was for this very um, series. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. A little tease. Coming up either this break coming up or the one after that. We'll see. Depends on what mood I'm in. Whenever Jerry decides to give them away, that's when you'll get them. Really, whenever Um, Eddie hits the music, to be quite honest. Or that. Either or. or. We had our first little bit of a dust-up in baseball this week, and I love Mm, a good... Not really. I didn't call it a brouhaha. Yeah. 
It was a dust up. I guess. Between the Reds and Cardinals. The problem with these are, especially in baseball, guys come off the bench, they come out of and nothing happens. Right. To do what? It's not even a it's nothing. You even had Nick Castellanos, and you can tell the story in a second, even said if uh, Yadi or Molina punched me in the face, I'd still ask him for his autograph because I love the guy. <laughs> I mean, come on. The names, Jerry, I don't know. But it was uh, <laughs> Reds Cardinals. Some dude got drilled. Nick Castellanos. He got drilled. He's on the uh, Cardinals, yes? No. Damn it. No. I had a 50-50 shot. Jesus. He's on the Reds, Jerry. He was drilled with a pitch. He goes to first base, finds his, himself uh, coming around to score eventually, and the pitcher puts down a not a great tag and sort of lands on his back. And when he stands up after scoring, he does like a flex, like, yeah, buddy, I just scored on you after you drilled me. And, and then there was some pushing and shoving, and that was really it. Yes, pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty much nailed that story, Jerry. I'm gonna. I'll give you. I'm gonna ask you. I'll Uh-oh. give you three names. All right. All right. Let's do three names. What does Al know? All right. This is from the St. Louis Cincinnati series. Got it. I, you're gonna tell me if you know which team they play for. All right. Okay. That's fair. Very fair. Nolan Arenado. Oh, he's on the Reds. Oh no. Al, he's on the Cardinals. He was he's traded the by Cardinals. the Rockies to the right. Cardinals. Big blockbuster trade. Big blockhead trade, yes. A Eugenio Suarez. <laughs> Reds. Good. Okay, excellent. And then I'll give you one more. Mm, let's see. Mm, this could be the tiebreaker. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Tyler Naquin. Cardinals. No, no, Al. He's on now, the come Reds. Come on. These are legitimately well, 50-50 shots. Look at it this way. You went one for three. You'd be a Hall of Famer. You batted 333. Hit 333 on that quiz. You know, I... I hmm, wow. The, Ni- the, the Naquin one, fine. He's a former Indian. All right, he's in the Reds now. That's yeah. fine. But the fact that you didn't know Arenado? Yeah, I know. No, I know the name because I know the Mets wanted him. If I said Paul Goldschmidt, which team would you say oh, he's on? He's on the Cardinals. Okay. You got that. I remember he played for the Diamondbacks. Yes, How about that? That is correct. Thank you. I wouldn't be thanking anybody right now. <laughs> I tried to figure out what was going on. I saw it was a very big story where sports and social um, social issues or political issues cross. Okay. This uh, MLB moving the All-Star game uh, from Georgia based on their new, Georgia's new voting law. I was like, all right, let me... I'm going to be smart and dig into this story. Let me pull up a couple articles. Mm -hmm. But strangely, the sports-related articles, when looking at it from uh, like sports sources, ESPN, and uh, I couldn't tell you what the Georgia voting law was based on these articles. All it was was they're moving it, the players wanted it moved, quotes from people excited that it was moved with no real explanation as to what it even is. So I was like, let me dig a little bit deeper. Then I dug too deep because I found a New York Times article where they where they broke down the failing New York Times, Jerry, where they <laughs> broke down every single tiny piece of this new Georgia voting law, and it was too much. It was too overwhelming for me. I agree. I started reading some of the stuff because I I heard Craig and Evan discussing it on Friday, and I was 
Craig seemed to have a really good handle on it. I was confused. I'm not going to lie. And I read a few articles too, and I said, I'm out. I, I, um, I'm hoping by Monday we're not talking about this because I honestly didn't. Like, I get it, but I don't because there were so many details to it. Um, so I kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, it seems like it's one of these these bills that happens in politics where 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 people think it's one thing, but it's really nine million things all attached to the same the bill. Right. So it started out when I first was reading about this, where it was like it was a simple bill of if you want to vote, you have to show ID. That's the way it made it seem. Like, that's all it was. So I was like, well, I like uh, I would love to show ID when I go to vote, but it's a million other things jammed into this. Yeah. It seems like. So I was like, I did the same thing. I was like, you know what? I'm way too confused about this. I'll just ignore it. Because that's what I do in life when I, when it's, <laughs> when things get too complicated for my brain and this is a, seems a little too, I like when it's simple where they just go like, uh, I even saw one of the things in the bill was like, we're not going to hand out water. And I was like, I can't, I don't know what, I don't know. What am I, what am I, my for or against handing out water? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do I bring my own water when I go wait in line to vote? I don't. See, here's the thing. And you say what you want about me and I don't, I honestly, I don't care what you think. Yeah. If I show up and there's a lengthy line, I'm going home. It's right. I'm sorry. Problem. I'm going home. I'm not gonna. I am not gonna sit online for three. And I know it's important to people. And call me whatever you want. I'm not standing there for three hours. For uh, I'm not. I hear you. Listen. I, I was like, uh, maybe I get the kids some. Uh, my nieces and nephews. Maybe I get them some Easter candy. And I went to the the candy shops in town. Uh, you know, uh, there were lines. I was like. The kids don't need candy. It's bad for them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the way. I, I was like, you're right. I'm not waiting in line. I yeah. can't. I know. I know. I know. I know. I get so, it. So uh, hopefully Boomer and Geo, if they want to talk about this, know exactly what's going on. I'm it was sure too Boomer much. knows about this. It was too much for my brain to ingest. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Plus, we had a lot of games over the weekend. We yes, got Nets Knicks tonight. Like, we got yes. a lot going on. Right. I had uh, Arizona women's basketball coach, Adia Barnes. Giving the finger and that was using awesome though. Expletives in a post game uh, huddle with your team, they beat UConn, which is the dominant women's now they basketball. Lost, yes, team. they did lose last night in the championship, that but stinks. this was over. This was Friday night. Friday night they beat UConn, which is a huge deal. So she huddles up with her team. She says uh, something about uh, you know people not respecting or yeah. uh, giving them respect. She gives the finger. As a pump up quickly. to her team, yep. quickly, and they wanted it, people wanted an apology, and she said, "I'm not apologizing." I got, I have the audience. I didn't put it in the system yet, but I have her audio from Friday yeah. night. I love awesome? it because she's. She even said she goes, "I, I feel like I'm, I'm in a, a small, intimate huddle with my team. It's a private moment." Yes, and she's right about this. I know we like access. I know we do, but sometimes it's too much when the camera's right in your face like that. And in that instance, she should not have to apologize for that. Correct. And I'm glad all. she didn't. No, I I couldn't agree with you. I, you're absolutely right. It's enough. Good for her. I tell you, I've never watched or followed women's basketball, but the last couple of days we've had fun stories from women's women's basketball. We had the 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 coach, uh, women's uh, coach at Baylor, doesn't want to keep getting COVID tests in case someone comes up COVID positive. They can't play in the games and she didn't like that. That's a, that's a fun story. Yeah. That was a, that this was woman flipping the bird. <laughs> I love it. It's getting aggressive. In and the you had the ending of game. the game last night. Not that I saw it, but I read about it and I the certainly heard game. the play by play. Yes. 
And why were why I know uh, the other night in uh, the Gonzaga UCLA yeah. game. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I watched the shot. I saw this stuff, and I kept seeing everyone going, "The greatest buzzer beater in history." Well, Didn't I will tell. I watched great. the entire game. I actually watched the whole game Saturday night. Yeah. It was, it was such a well played game that it was, it was almost fitting that it ended that way. It, because I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think that either team led by more than six points. It was close. It was well played. They they defended well. Um, it was up and down. UCLA had a chance to win it at the buzzer at the end of the second half. The kid misses, and then you get a buzzer beater as they fly up the floor after UCLA misses and makes to tie the game. You figure, wow, second overtime. And right. then Gonzaga quickly up the floor, and the kid pulls up from about 40 feet, 35, 40 feet, and banks in the shot. Um, it was just a – it was a great – I'm not going to sit here and say it was the greatest basketball game of all time like a lot of people were saying – but it was a really good game, and it had a fun, exciting. My wife jumped off the couch. She like she couldn't believe, it. and I'm sitting like, you know what? I actually watch Rutgers practice scenarios like this all the time, and I'm sure every college team does. Like the idea that the kid made the shot is really not surprising. They practice shots like that, but it was just the way the game ended. It was such a good game. It was fun. It really was. It was yeah, a, everybody looked stunned that that ball. Like it seemed. Yeah, like I wasn't. Everyone in the place was just assuming. Another overtime. Yeah, because it wasn't it a half-court heave. I mean, he, right. you know, he's in between half-court and the three-point stripe, uh, the three-point line. And like I'm telling you, these teams practice these scenarios on these shots. So it's really not uh, – it wasn't a shock to me. But it, was, it was a fun game. It really was. It was actually a blast to watch. And for me to watch, uh, you know, a college game, you know, start to finish like that, that's not Rutgers at this point or St. John's, you know what? It kept me, it kept me engaged, I will say that. And now they're thirty-one and zero, and they take on Baylor tonight, who's I think twenty-nine and two. Oh, we got to take a break. I just realized nine twenty, uh, nine twenty start. Yeah, Ooh, that's a problem that's a for late. us. Exactly. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, we have a lot more to do. But Eddie says we're going to do this now. So well, what the hell? Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. Oh, we were so good too. We had the greatest outfits and the costumes. It was outstanding back in the oh. day. Jerry, the uh, feud with the Road Warriors. I don't know who we, they are. The Road Warriors? I don't. It's because we smacked them around every time we uh, wrestled them. It was just another wrestling team we beat. You didn't even know. Right, exactly. To you, no big deal. That's exactly right. Jerry, were you thinking about the weather? About the weather. I was I actually know. just looking at AccuWeather. No joke. You were? Yes, because we have practiced today and Wednesday and we got games. Yeah, so I was, as a matter of fact. I don't know why this weekend I got into 10,000 Maniacs for no real reason. I must have heard it on uh, on the radio somewhere, and I was like, let me listen to some 10,000 Maniac songs. And more than I, th- I knew more songs than I thought I would. You, I'm How just... How about that? So Saturday it was 55 and sunny. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was 65 and sunny. Yes. And you found time to run through the 10,000 Maniacs songs? Uh, yes, because I was uh, going to drive out to my sister's yesterday for ah, Easter, and I, I thought, let's you know, let's get some, let's get a playlist going. Okay. So I I delved into the Ten Thousand Maniacs catalog. Wow. <laughs> hey, to each his own. That's all. If you like the, I'm, that's great. I have one of their CDs. It did not take me long to delve through their catalog. Didn't they have I'm, the song Candy? Candy, everybody wants. Yeah. Hey, that give was, them what they want. That was the CD I had. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was one of their later hits. That's right. Right. Jerry, I'm see, seeing the Vancouver Canucks. They have now over 20 cases of COVID with some, quote, intense symptoms. Oh, hate to Do, hear that. Me too. Do I come back to New York City if the Vancouver Canucks are having an outbreak? I mean... Stay home. I'm kind of used to you home at this point. You are, right? I am, yeah. I don't think Eddie is, but I am. I'm going to come back and really shake it up over there. You're going to bring COVID? He's come in coughing. <clears throat> Get him out of here. Like you're going to come in. Yeah, this will be Al. He will come in. He'll do his safety pass when he gets here like we oh, all yeah. do. I'm all ready to roll. Do you have fever? Yes. yes. Do you have headaches? Yes. Have Definitely. you been sweating? Yes. What's your temperature? Yes. All right, go home. So I, I showed up. The thing sent me home. It's, uh, I would love to come into the building, but I just ran through this uh, the safety pass. <laughs> said and no. Kind of headachey. Get out. I feel like I wake up most days kind of headachey, so I don't know. I did go to sleep with a headache, but I took Advil. I woke up. I feel great. Most headaches, by the way, are because you're not drinking enough water. Yeah, that's probably true. think about that, just drink enough water. That's probably true, which I have really good weeks and really bad weeks with. This past week was terrible. Yeah. So yesterday, I made a point to make sure I got the 70 ounces in, and today I'm off to a decent start. I got 12 ounces down. Evidently, celebrities now are walking around with large things of yeah, what water. Is that? Well, what are we to trying to spread the message that you need to What's drink your water? Spread the message. Drink water. It's not drink that much water. of a message. Everyone should know that by now. Yeah. I mean, come on. I wonder how the Vancouver Canucks got so many COVIDs. How many people are even on a hockey team? They've got twenty cases. It's a lot. I'm, uh, is that also like personnel? Yeah, probably. It's yeah, it's twenty cases total. Yeah, that is a big number. Now, the Nationals, as we know, didn't play all weekend with the Mets, and tonight's canceled. They'll play hopefully tomorrow against the Braves. It looks like that's under control, but then again, who knows? They had four cases. The Vancouver Canucks have 20. Yeah, it's a lot. That yeah. Is a lot. I listen, the Devils dealt with it, as we know. You know, there have been teams that have fought through this so far. Uh, Steve Nash says there's a high probability that Kevin Durant is back this week. Yeah, could be back tonight when they play the Knicks. Is that right? Yeah, it's possible. I wouldn't say likely. It's okay. possible. It's possible. That both he and James Harden are in the lineup tonight. Mm, interesting. Yes. And it did come out that KD was fined $50,000 for derogatory language that yeah. was used in his uh, Twitter fight with uh, Michael Rappaport, the actor. Yeah, I, I gotcha. I mean, I don't know. Rappaport is the one. See, this is where I'm confused on it. Rapp- Durant said they were, someone said they were friends. Right. And they do this a lot with one another, that they trash talk one another. Privately. And then, and then Rappaport makes these direct messages public. Yeah, that's not that's not nice. Like if I had a back and forth with Eddie and we had an understanding and we were joking and it was private and then Eddie all of a sudden posted text messages. <laughs> I'd yeah. have to punch him in the, like, honestly, like, well, yeah, what is that? Not right. And I'm not saying what Durant did was right. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But like, I don't, isn't there a, I don't know. That was like... That's weird. He was out of bounds. And then did you see Carlton Davis of the Buccaneers? I did see this. So he sends out a tweet containing an anti-Asian slur. And there's no question about the word he used. Yeah. He deletes it and then says he thought the term meant lame. Right. And then basically sells to reporters, you know, let's not make a story out of this. Yeah. There's nothing here. Dude, what you wrote, man. Sorry. If we can't plead ignorant for certain things, how is he allowed to? I know, I did love his take. He's like, uh, what are you going to just blow up this story? Go take it somewhere else, media. 
No, I mean, we're going to blow it up. My goodness. I would, And then he said something along the lines of, I would never offend any group of people. Well, you right. just did. Except that. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was uh, that was not a good one. I did get a look at the tweet. That was uh, not a good one. The screen grab of it. There's Odd. no way you think that word means lame. Right. I'm sorry. Why? Yeah. What prompted the tweet? I wonder. I, have, I don't know. I have no idea. He said, "I don't. I don't even know. I don't know." It looked like an excuse to me. I don't know. Yeah, he was making excuses, Jerry. And I like? see the uh, Houston Police Department's finally launched their investigation. Yeah, but we don't know why. Isn't that interesting? Well, it says uh, a a complainant right filed a report against him on Friday. Right. So, uh, but uh, we don't uh, know for what. And oh, they I haven't, see. and they haven't released that. We can oh, assume that we're it making has to big do, assumptions, right? I don't want to do that though, because it could be something totally different. I don't know. Okay, and they I said guess they we'll have get not. more info on that. That's a that's that story has just like been lingering and lingering, and we get yeah. no real traction. No, yeah, no real traction. Then you don't know like what is his is if it's real, he's not going to play this season. If it's not real, I mean, he is. They've his, really just ruined his name, right? And it's just going on and on and on. Yeah, I know. It's it's a bad one. We this is right from the beginning. We said it. You know, it's someone is either really screwing with him, or he is one of the worst human beings out there. Right. I, I guess there could be some in between, but I mean, it is just that is a mess in Houston. There's yeah, no doubt about it. That's a bit of a disaster. It sure is. All right, let's take a break. The show has not been a disaster. It's been pretty no, good. Very and then the next show will be even better. Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. Right now, though, an Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence reflecting on the Stanford win last night. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to the top of the hour. Nets lost yesterday. Mets didn't play. They'll play the Phillies tonight, open up the season, and the Yankees lost again. They'll play the Orioles tonight. What else you got there, Al? Got a little uh, Jets quarterback news. I guess this came out late Friday. Steve Young saying that uh, that he hears the Jets are committed to Zach Wilson and the 49ers are jealous. I guess. Didn't Nick Mangold say that they were going to select Penny Sewell? I didn't see that. Hmm. Okay. Mainly because I don't know who Penny Sewell is. I don't think anybody knows what the Jets are doing. No, they're in love with Zach Wilson. I guess. I Better. love uh, that the 49ers are jealous. They're very jealous. They always have They're jealous of. They're a better team. <laughs> like the they Niners are a them, good team. I think that, but the Niners traded down. They want to get Zach Wilson, but they're not going to get him because the Jets are taking him. Like in what world are the 49ers jealous jealous of the Jets? Oh, this world that we're in right now, Jerry, just for the draft. Very jealous. They were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The 49ers have always been jealous of the Jets (laughs) since the day they got here. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Always been jealous. Very jealous. Does not look good on them either. Who wants Bill Walsh? He was an awful head coach. Terrible. <laughs> Joe Come Montana. <laughs> right. Uh, and Josh McCown says that he knows Sam Darnold. And Sam Josh Darnold McCown. is. McCown. <laughs> that's right, Jerry. He knows Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold will welcome the uh, the push from Who's this young talking punk. to Josh McCown? People are catching up with him. Probably I... sports radio shows. Well, if Sam Darnold's a competitor, of course he wants the competition. He, unlike you, who wants to just take a, a backup job, sign a contract, yes. and watch, some of these guys actually want to play. Yeah, if I was Sam Darnold. It's another big day of Yankees ticket giveaways. <laughs> 